Last episode, kasamang environmental economics professor na si Sir Justin Muyot, tinalakay natin ang halaga ng social distancing protocols sa kabuhayan ng mga Pilipino. Ngayon, ituloy natin ang usapang hashtag pandemic economics. Distansya lang, dito sa ETC TV. As you have mentioned na we have to choose between opening the economy or uh, or reducing the cases by closing closing it by imposing quarantine measures and yung mga taong hindi ulit nakabalik sa mga trabaho nila na hindi nakabalik sa dating normal nila what policies have the government prepared for yung cases na naapektuhan ng pagsara ng ekonomiya well nung quarantine period um, nasa news yung social amelioration program but That is, ano lang, I think two, two tranches or three tranches lang. After nun, wala na. So it's a one-time event. And then, for those who contribute sa SSS, meron ding nakuhang um, two tranches naman. To help um, individuals lang get through yung months na walang work. Uh, after noon the focus has shifted to supporting businesses to keep them operating kasi government realizes na you can only give yung cash assistance temporarily the government cannot sustain giving yung ganong cash assistance kasi eventually it will run out run out of funds pero eventually it will take a large part of your budget and it's at least the government's viewpoint na it's better pa rin if it's the private sector who provides income sa mga tao now the problem naman now is if yung measures that the government are doing for the businesses going to be enough. I think in the news recently, um, there have been some reports of lending appetite of businesses going down. Uh, so, it's uh, something that should be cause for concern because a lot of businesses naman, operate um, by borrowing money And then using that money for the ideas that they have, and then making the goods and services. And not not everyone starts out with a lot of money that they can spend on their idea. Right? Most of the time, you start off with an idea, and then you find resources so that you can slowly build your idea. Now, if businesses are not taking loans, it means that one either they've closed down, or two, they are not confident in continuing their ideas. Kumbaga, they're only limiting their operations to a portion of what they're used to. Probably, yung mga new ideas nila, they will postpone it for a better time. Kasi businesses are risk-averse din naman. They, they don't want to take on loans that they feel that they cannot pay back. 
So, may mga ginagawa yung government to provide cash or capital to businesses so that they can continue to operate. Um, as to effectiveness nun, we can't say now. We can only say siguro after a few months. Uh, within the after six months and then within one year, we'll see if businesses actually took on loans and made um, something using those loans. That's one side of it. The other side of it naman is yung banks mismo. Of course, if if you're a bank, um, you want to do due diligence. Um, takot ka rin na pag nagpauutang ka, hindi ka bayaran. Kasi mo, yung pera ng banks, actually, hindi rin niya pera yun eh. Pera yun ng mga nagde-deposit sa kanya. So, yung banks are responsible to all the individuals na nagde-deposit sa kanya ng pera niya. So, some banks naman, although marami silang pwedeng pautangin, gusto rin nalang maging strict about it. So, that's also one factor kung bakit baka hindi ganun ka readily available yung capital for businesses to use. Um, some banks might say, well, your idea is good, but it doesn't seem like an idea that would work in our current environment. So maybe let's just wait a few more months diba? and see where things go. Uh, so yun yung isang challenge actually, how to keep businesses afloat. And in the meantime, if, while businesses are trying to navigate and um, understand how they would operate in this environment, Doon na nga lumalabas yung informal economy. Online businesses, diba? and yung mga um, selling within your social network, social circle, your barangay, or your village, or your community. Um, I think one one thing that the government can put more emphasis on is, especially yung mga local government units, is creating mini economies within their constituents. So for example, before, let's say, you buy something from the province, say, yung vegetables from Sagada, Mountain Province, Benguet area. Nadalhin yun sa yung mga uh, middlemen, what they do is they buy in bulk doon and then they invest in trucks Tapos yung, yung goods dadali nila sa Manila. Then tsaka ibibenta dito and sa other cities. That's hard to do given yung mga restrictions sa transportation. So, and we, we don't know when this will end. So, I think to make us less vulnerable to the pandemic and other future similar negative shocks like the pandemic, we have to have a strong local economy. Kumbaga, we, we are not so reliant on trade or doing business with other cities. Now we can do business within the city. Kasi, dun ka fall back eh, when things go bad. And I think that's one thing that government can help 
alam. National government can help LGUs and LGUs can help local businesses and their constituents to start the economic activity in their areas. I think under yung Bayanihan 2, uh, meron dong funds for local government units uh, that they can loan and hopefully use to stimulate yung economic activity sa sari-sarili nilang areas. Um, but more than the funds, I think it will be a test dun sa local government units kung how well they know yung province nila. How well they know yung businesses sa province nila. How well they know yung people and how they can connect yung um, people nila with the businesses. Both in terms of the people providing labor dun sa businesses and the people serving as customers dun sa businesses. So, hopefully, LGUs could do that kasi that can also, that, that's not something na temporary lang eh. That will have long-term and permanent effects dun sa prosperity or development ng city nila. So, can you imagine if let's say isang municipality grows itself tapos grows businesses in that municipality and then it becomes a city. So everyone will everyone in that city will benefit. You have better goods and services and then you have more businesses so you have higher income, more money to spend on goods and services. So magiging virtuous cycle if they can start. Yun yung malaking if. Uh, on the topic of yung go- the government's policy so far, how it's uh, how it can be improved, how it was implemented, and its effects on on the economy, on the people. Do you think, sir, na the public, the people, have done their part? Of course, because I mean, may mga reports nga diba, na we're one of the most obedient in terms of following yung restrictions. So, no doubt that the people have done their part. And most of the time, yung mga sinasabing pasaway or hindi sumusunod goes back to what I was saying earlier about poor design ng policy. I mean, imagine if yung motorcycle barrier, for example, and people would refuse to follow na if dalawa kayong sasakay ng motor, may motorcycle barrier. Well, tama lang yun. It's only common sense. Kasi it's unsafe. Diba? Bakit mong gagawin yung isang bagay that would put your life in danger? Although, meron pa nga mga sumunod, diba? Kasi nga, out of obedience and respect sa regulation. So, most of the time talaga, um, if people are not following your policies and you have this perception that they are not following, then maybe you should look inwards and think about is there something wrong with my design of the policy? Kasi most of the time, if people feel na that policy will benefit them, uh, hindi naman sila mag-aatubili na sumunod eh. For example, yung wearing face mask. I mean, most of the violators naman ng face mask are really careless na lang, di ba? But majority of us follow it. Nung pinatupad yung face shield, 
everyone was wearing face shields then. So if there is some logic and reason behind the policy, it's not a problem yung obedience. Uh, it only becomes a problem when there is poor design, number one. And number two, if there is poor communication of the policy. Sometimes, the communication itself of the instruction is part of the implementation of the policy. If you cannot communicate properly your policy, then how can people understand what they're trying to ask from them? So, ako tal- ang rule of thumb ko lang when it comes to designing policy, make it as simple as possible so that it's easy to follow. Number two, make sure that you can convey it in a simple manner as well. Uh, if it's very hard to communicate, it probably means it's very hard to follow then. Um, and if it's very hard to communicate, probably means na you've overthought things and you're asking too much from someone. discussed what happened when policies were implemented and people obediently followed diba? obediently sinunod ng mga Pilipino ang iba't ibang policy na um, ni-roll out ng government pero what do you think would happen if on top of that policy hindi pa obediently sinunod ng mga Pilipino ang mga policies in place. I mean, that's a scary scenario to imagine. <laughs> I think we'd have more cases. Most likely, more people die. And the part that is not seen is because our health sector is full, it's unable to treat some of the cases a non-COVID in this situation. So, some of the deaths that will happen is not because of COVID per se, pero because of how COVID affected the health sector and it crowded out yung mga other cases that caused death. Uh, one example is I've heard um, one individual succumbing to dengue because it was diagnosed late. Diba? Kasi the symptoms of dengue are quite similar to the symptoms of COVID. You have a fever, ganyan, and then if you're experiencing um, body pains, ganyan, etc. So, the first, the automatic response now is to check if may COVID pa or hindi yung person. And it would probably take a few days for the result to come back. And that's dangerous if you have dengue. Diba? Kasi if you have dengue and then you have fever, and then if you you are not identified as a dengue case right away, yung blood count mo can rapidly go down. Normally, dengue is treatable if it's identified right away. You don't even need blood transfusion. Pero if it's not identified right away, baka huli na yung blood transfusion. So, there are 
yung mga ganong cases are things that um, could worsen if 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 people were not complying. Kasi with more COVID cases, more of these deaths indirectly caused by COVID would also happen. Nakatakot nga isipin na ganun kalala ang pwedeng mangyari kung hindi sinunod ang mga tao sa polisiya na ipinatupad ng gobyerno. If you have anything else to say on the on the general topic itself, Siguro I'll summarize lang by saying that number one, this pandemic to me looked at as a negative shock. What negative shocks usually do is they affect the circular flow of the economy. Once the circular flow of the economy is disrupted, that's when we see the economic performance decline. You can liken the speed ng flow ng economy dun sa growth rate natin. So if it's speeding up, it means the economy is growing. If the flow is slowing down, then it means the economy is declining. Last note siguro is when we talk about economics, um, aside from the economic performance, the more important question is how we are distributing the scarce resource at our disposal. That goes for both government and the private sector. For government, diba, with the many resources at its disposal, is it using it in a way that would protect its citizens from the, the virus and consequently uh, creating a envi- an environment secure enough for economic activity to continue. Now, on the part naman of the citizens, diba? with whatever resources that we have, how can we use that to continue to participate in economic activity. It's important because that's where we get the goods and services for our day-to-day living. And that's where we get our income to sustain our day-to-day. If we're talking about economics and the pandemic, it's always a good idea to think about how we're making use of the resources. And if, if those are the kinds of discussions that we're having, then I can say now we're practicing good economics. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Matapos ang seryosong usapan, pumunta naman tayo sa magaan. Anong experience ni Sir Justin sa pagiging ETC-er niya? Ayun, nagka-jowa ako. <laughs> Alamin natin dito lang sa ETC-TV.